1: You got anything on
2: your chest besides your chin? You better get it off. All right, then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for All Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Nimer. Welcome to this
3: Free for All Friday. Of course, it's the day that we talk about what you want to talk about. So get in line. There is, as always, a lot to talk about. So here's what I'm looking at, you know, with a little puzzlement. So first of all, does the Trudeau government think that everyone over the age of 75 is forgetful? Because they made a big deal yesterday about an increase to old age security for people over 75 that you will be receiving Oh, uh, hopefully, uh, in a couple of weeks, it takes effect July 2022, but they already announced that. I think they announced it more than once over a year ago. So, uh, why is this suddenly being presented as their brave new plan to fight inflation? The numbers to call 416 740 toll free 1-866. for 7.40. Then there was this story on wait times. And uh, the lead on it says the average Ontario emergency room patient waited nearly two hours to see a doctor, April of this year. Uh, Two hours? That would be really good unless you are in some very, very, very dire emergencies. I have uh, waited a lot more than that. In emergencies, they did say that if you had to be admitted to hospital, it would take about 20 hours. That's pretty long. Um, I'm trying to remember how long I would have waited, and it would be probably more like 12, maybe, maybe 8, 12, but 20, I guess that is longer. But uh, those wait times, two hours to see a doctor, if you're not at death's door, well, you know, I think that sounds pretty good. Also, another interesting thing that I have seen in the STAR, it's an investigation. I think they're going to have more on it tomorrow. And it's about doctors filing documents called MCRs, and they are required to do that by law in conditions that make it dangerous for you to drive. So what are those conditions? you know, it makes sense if there's dementia involved, because most of these involve older people or if you are suicidal. But they started this series with a woman who told her doctor she was depressed and ended up three days later with a notice that her license was suspended. Well, I think there's a long way, probably depending on what the diagnosis exactly is between being depressed and not being able to drive. Uh, And the other thing they found, and this is interesting, well, most doctors file maybe one of these a year, and I would suspect that a lot of it happens when a family says, okay, dad can't drive anymore, and they go and talk to the doctor. But there were a couple of doctors that filed thousands of these at $36 a pop, So, I don't know, were they gaming the system? Do they have particular practices that are full of people who shouldn't be on the road? And what is your experience? Have you ever had to take a license away from a parent or another family member? I would like to know the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. 40, and we will begin with Daniel in Toronto. Hi, Daniel. Hi, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? Yeah, what I'm funny about is,
4: uh, forgetting about the people who are under 75, like myself, we only get uh, 1.4% raises only every three months, and inflation is way more than that.
3: Yeah, inflation is 6.8%. Yeah, they're not even giving us that on old age pensions, they only give us 1.4% every three months. Daniel, are you having trouble making ends meet? Uh, what's no, I, it? No, I'm not. Fortunately, I'm not,
4: because I, I, I work, too, besides getting my old age pens and so on. I'm not, uh, I'm just uh, uh, mentioning for other people, you know, that can't survive on that, you know?
3: Yeah, but it's, it's very difficult. I mean, sticker shock at the grocery store, never mind oh, at the pumps. I know, I've been there. I know that the price of eggs, everything has gone up, the uh, sword and price. Yeah, some of it is actually pretty shocking. Oh I know I've been I know I've seen it
4: too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's my comment anyway. Okay, thank you for that, Daniel. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye bye, Daniel. Okay. So uh, what do you think about that? The numbers to call four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll-free one eight six six seven forty-four seven forty. And uh like Daniel, do you think it's unfair that this ten percent increase Is only going to people who are only, who are over 75. Do you think that perhaps it should go to people who are under 75 as well between the ages of 65 and 75, given what's happening with inflation? And all at the same time, the government is trying to say that they're going to keep costs intact. And here's another thing that will be affecting Zoomer incomes and uh, the markets are really not looking very good. And a lot of people have their retirement savings invested there. And maybe you thought you were doing really well a few months ago. And we have gone through this huge, long period of booming markets and suddenly now we, it looks like, are in a bear market. And is a recession coming? Is there going to be any way to avoid a recession? Numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So what do you think about only people over 75 getting that 10% increase in the old age security? Do you think people younger than that should be getting um, the same kind of a boost or maybe a little less of a boost? What do you think? Now, back to this wait time thing. So uh, it says patients who were considered low urgency, who did not require admission to hospital, spent three hours waiting in ER, and more than three quarters of patients completed their time in the hospital within the target of four hours. And I, I have to tell you very honestly, and I have had over the years more than my share of visits to emerge, those times look great to me. I've spent much longer than that, so I don't know, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing, but um, honestly, I I don't know where those averages are from, and one of the things that causes those bottlenecks in emergency, it's been going on for decades. People go to emergency with things that are not emergencies because they can't get in to see their doctors, and The kind of thing I'm talking about is something you have to see a doctor about in a timely way. If you have a kid with strep throat or an ear infection, they should be seen. But try getting an appointment with your family doctor. If you have one, they'll say, come next week. Well, that's not good enough. So you go to emergency. It's not an emergency. And there are lots of issues with family doctors. We don't have enough of them. A lot of family doctors say that they are discriminated against when it comes to pay. I don't know. Is that because a lot of them are women? Uh, but there are layers and layers and layers of these issues. And again, I want to hear from you. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-744-740. And let's go to Jennifer in Curtis. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Um, I'm referring to the licenses
4: being taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is over 75 now, and he has Lewy body dementia. Mm-hmm. And uh, just about two and a half years ago, um, he it was recommended by our family doctor that he no longer drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very difficult because he was a policeman in Toronto for 33 years. Mm-hmm. And driving was his life. That um, we just try to explain to him that it wasn't just him; it was the people that he may accidentally hit or on the road, be it a person or or another car. And we were lucky that he accepted that. But I know a lot of people don't. It's it's a hard thing because you're losing your independence bit by bit. Mm,
3: yes, it's a it's a it's a very hard thing, a very very hard thing. I'm not trying to. Minimize that. Uh, I, I've only seen the first part of this, Toronto Star and a nonprofit, um, uh, I forget what it's called, in, investigative journalism bureau uh, doing it. But it, it sure sounds like, you know, and, and I'm sure in the case of Louis Body Dementia, he really, that was a good thing uh, mm-hmm. and a correct thing. But it sounds like there are a lot of cases where it is not.
4: Yeah, it, there are cases where, you know, we've had to hide the key just in case. And it's not, that I don't, he wouldn't do it on purpose, but he would forget and think, oh, well, I can just drive the car, go to the store or some such. So I, I have hidden the spare key. Um, uh, and the other thing that they don't think about is it leaves all of the owners on me now. And I don't mind, but I'm also over 75. And, uh, I, I think, you know, what's it going to be like as, as we age? And then I can't do the driving for us, and we're both reliant on somebody else, so that's another factor to mm-hmm. take into
3: consideration
4: yep, yeah it's, old isn't always great
3: <laughs> yeah, uh I mean, I guess there's wheel trans, uh there's ubers but that and taxis, but that's expensive, which is what we would have to do, and we're fortunate where we are that there is public transit that, that, um, but again
4: he's mobility issues, so wheel transit is the best. There's always so many factors as you get older. But, but losing that license is, is totally taking away your independence because you just can't go and do what you want to do. You're confined to the house until somebody takes you somewhere.
3: Yeah, it's, it's I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine.
4: Yeah, it is hard. And, and I'm sure others go through perhaps even worse than we do.
3: Well, it um, yeah, sounds yeah, like you had a, a good outcome if your husband accepted it. I was lucky.
4: Yeah, I was lucky. But uh, I just thought I'd, I'd, you know, let people know that there are ways and means, but it is not an easy thing to go through. So,
3: Okay, Jennifer, thank you very much for that. Thanks, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, well, uh, I'd like to hear from others about your experience of maybe a loved one having to give up their license on the advice of a doctor? Or uh, what do you think? Sometimes it's happening unfairly. Uh, This is a story I just read. A woman tells her doctor she is depressed. She has depression. And three days later, she gets a notice from the ministry. Your license is suspended. Well, you know, if she was... uh, danger to herself and others, then maybe that was warranted. But if it is, a lot of people suffer with depression. And uh, often, they still manage to do what they need to do for their daily life, including driving. Numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 Seven forty-four. Seven forty. Let's go to Jan in Guelph. Hi, Jan. Hello, Libby.
5: I'm a bit in a bit of a hurry. I've got to get my head on at one o'clock. It's nothing <laughs> to do with the driving, but two things that were mentioned this week. One is the uh, the pet. Well, today was the pension. I do agree that. Uh, Anybody who's receiving the increase at the OAS should get the increase, anyone at any age, you know, and then over 65 and over or whatever. The other one was the police, about training the police to deal with racism. Um, Just a quick thought I had was perhaps if they wrote a kind of an essay, 500 to 1,000 words, and explained, you know, in their own words, how they personally feel about that, uh, and they have to submit that as part of their exam, that might help the police decide whether they should be a policeman or not. So I have to
3: go now. Okay, okay well, I uh, hope your hair looks great. That's important. <laughs> okay, thanks, Libby. Okay, thanks very much for that, Bye-bye. Jan in Guelph, getting her hair done. <laughs> you don't want to be, it's like, it's only 1218. I don't know how far her hairdresser is, but uh, wow. I don't, I don't get ready 40 minutes in advance to get my hair done, but I do like having my hair done. It makes a big difference. (laughs) And, you know, there's a, uh, we have a fabulous guy here at the station who comes in when we're doing on air things on, on TV. And I hosted a big event here on Tuesday and he was here. And, um, the, the really good thing about it, it like he puts so much stuff in it lasts for a week. But, okay, I'm probably boring all the men who are listening with this. It's time to take a break, and we'll be talking about, I guess, more important things. On the other side of the break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 and we'll be right back with more of your calls and your comments.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.
3: Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, the day we talk about what you want to talk about. And so far, we've talked about a few different things. We've talked about the increase in old age security. It's coming in a couple of weeks for people who are over 75. People out there think it should be going to everyone who gets OAS, even if they are youngsters of 65 because they need it. And uh, the thing that I sort of shake my head a bit about is that the government is packaging it, is marketing it as some brand new bold innovation to fight inflation. But in fact, they announced it over a year ago. They announced it, I think, I'm not 100% sure more than once. They do that, politicians. I know that will shock you. They do that. And uh, we've also been talking about this investigative well, it will be a series published in the Star on these, these MCRs. They are letters from doctors and that, that will take away your driver's license if you have certain kinds of conditions. But uh, it sounds like sometimes that is abused. Why are there a couple of doctors who file thousands of these when the average doctor does less than one a year? Uh, I am very anxious to read the rest. And again, uh, we had a very interesting call from a caller. And if you've had an experience of with a loved one and having their driver's license taken away or your own experience, we want to hear about it. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's begin with Shirley in Scarborough. Hi, Shirley.
6: Oh, hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say that um, during the pandemic, the long-term care facilities have not increased their fees. Um, but gee, it would be awfully helpful for those between 65 and 75 years old that are in a long-term care facility um, to have that increase, at least for those people. My mother's is 103. <laughs> She's Just a, a minute. What do you care, mean? You want them and to they haven't to, raised to, hers, but it, it's a stretch. If they do, it's really going to be difficult.
3: Oh, you mean that you don't want them? I thought you were saying you want them to uh, increase. Yeah. The, uh, no, I think
6: no, no, no. The long-term care facilities, well, the one
3: that my mother is in anyway, they have not
6: increased their monthly fees for her care since the pandemic started. And you but want them to. The, no, no, I don't. But I know that they are going to in January. Ah. Um, very likely they will, and so those people between sixty-five and seventy-five are going to be really having
3: a difficult time paying that increase unless they get the OAC increase. Oh, I asked. You mean the people between 60, sixty-five and seventy-five uh, often have parents who are ninety and a hundred, and uh, yes, I would say. Of Congratulations. Your mother is 103. That's fantastic.
6: She has dementia. But, you know, for me to have to pay more than what I'm paying now, I'm 75. I'm not quite 75. I won't be 75 till December. But, um, you know, for her to have her rate increased means that somebody else has to be paying an extra amount. You understand what I mean? So I do totally. Very often the caregivers are between sixty-five and seventy-five, so they're they're carrying the brunt of their their parental fees for those long-term care facilities.
3: Yeah, it's one of the things that we've talked about a little bit, but <clears throat> excuse me, probably not enough. And that is, you know. Uh, I, I don't like the word seniors, but it's seniors taking care of their elders. It, it's, it, it's you know, it's like a demographic crunch. It's another one.
6: Yes, absolutely, especially with everything else going up. Um, and just on the side note, I've had eight eye operations, and they've never pulled my license, even when I had vitrectomies. Um, and they didn't pull my mother's license when she had two hearing aids. It's, yeah. And they should have. I had to. I had to say to her, "Give me your keys. I'll drive you." And she was okay with that. She, um, no, she was reluctant, but but I just worked it out and said, "Look, I promise you, I will be here all the time to to drive you." So, <clears throat> pardon me. Sometimes I think it is a good thing to pull a license.
3: Um, oh yeah, I'm
6: not. And uh... you know what? Even a 35 year old that, that really doesn't know how to control his speed out there they should be pulled to
3: okay yeah yeah uh no kidding okay shirley thank you so much for that thank you have a wonderful afternoon thanks bye-bye whoops i'm okay somebody else will drop that call and who is next here oh Uh uh-oh I think I dropped the wrong call. Somebody named Jody, please call back. Uh, Let us go to Don in Toronto. Hi, Don. Good afternoon. Um, I know the election has
7: uh passed but during the election uh, uh somebody called in and were gnashing their teeth about uh not knowing who to uh, vote for and didn't like any of the candidates and your advice to them was to go and uh take and spoil their ballot. No it wasn't. Uh,
3: I never said that. You're mixing me up with someone else. Never oh, ever advised well, anyone to do that.
7: Well, uh, I'm I'm mistaken then. I'm I'm sorry. But there is a technique that you can use, uh, seeing there's no line on the ballot that says none of the above. Uh, If somebody doesn't like any of the candidates, rather than spoil a ballot, they should uh, go hand in their voter's card, and uh, they're marked as having voted. And when they receive the ballot, they turn it back to the uh, returning officer and say, I'm refusing the ballot. And it has to be kept aside, And all refused ballots are tallied and uh, you haven't spoiled the ballot, but you have made a statement that you don't like anybody on the ballot and they're not worth voting for. And if enough people did this, maybe some of the uh, uh, parties would uh, maybe select better candidates.
3: Hmm. That's that's a pretty roundabout way. Did you feel that way during the election, that there was no one that you liked?
7: Oh, I had a clear candidate that I uh, voted for, but I have done this in the past where uh, I didn't particularly like a candidate and uh, didn't feel they should uh, uh, be there, and none of the others I felt should be there.
3: And did your candidate win?
7: Well, I have the unenviable record that most of the people I vote for uh, don't get elected. Hmm. But anyway, that's just a quirk.
3: That's just a quirk. Well, I remember um, when uh, years ago, when I worked at City TV and I used to cover elections, I, I uh, got a reputation of always covering the big loser, big unexpected loser. <laughs> I was I was on the campaign when was it ninety five with Lynn McLeod, who was expected to become the next premier of Ontario, when Mike yes. Harris got elected, and the the. The big enchilada of that, I was uh, out west with uh, then Prime Minister, not for long, Kim Campbell, when the oh, Tories got got just ruined, got down to yeah. two seats.
7: Yes. Uh, first female uh, uh, Prime Minister of uh, Canada.
3: Yeah, that's right. That was a few years ago. But, but yes. the party like was just, I won't say decimated, because that's a tenth. This yeah. was like... Mm-hmm. 90%. The, the, other,
7: the other thing that one can do if they're not happy with candidates is they can join the party and technically uh you get to vote uh as long as the leader of the party doesn't uh put a candidate in uh to vote for who runs in that riding.
3: Well, right now, the conservative party is in the midst of picking a leader with all kinds of things happening, shenanigans, oh, yeah. and, and, uh, they apparently all together have signed up 600,000 members. And each one of those members has to be verified by hand before mm-hmm. a voters list is sent out. Well, it's like, that yeah. sounds like just a huge, huge task. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
7: the trend these days, that uh, even in a riding association, there's often a a rush to uh, sign up members just uh, to get them to vote for a particular candidate to stand within that riding.
3: Yep, that's right, Don. Thanks for your call. Yeah, uh, that is another topic we haven't touched on yet, is the race for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Uh, all kinds of fights going on there. Are they going to be able to verify 600,000? Is it a walk for Pierre Polievre? He uh, says he signed up more than 300,000 people. Patrick Brown says he has signed up Hundred and fifty thousand. Meantime, uh, one of the highest-profile supporters of Patrick Brown said uh, they're bowing out of the race. It's Michelle Rempel Garner because she wants to run to head the UCP in Alberta to take Jason Kenny's job. It's like all these moving parts, and I will be curious what you think of that. Again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Hi, Helen. How are you? Hi.
8: I am uh, sorry I haven't been able to listen to all your shows, but things have gotten very busy. I have um, a situation that I don't know if anybody else has had. I pay my bills online. I usually do it Saturday night. And because one of my jobs, well, when I was working, I was traveling, and once there were not sufficient funds in my checking, I got plenty in the savings, nothing, not much in the checking. This week, I received a bill from Enbridge that was twice what I would normally get. I couldn't figure it out um, because I had the confirmation number from the bank and everything else. And they said, nope, never came through. So uh, my next step was to phone the bank. Now, I pay a $5 a month fee to make sure that funds are always transferred, and the bottom line was it hadn't been transferred because it was a weekend. You're paying $5 a month to make sure all funds are transferred from your savings to your checking. And they do not do it on statutory holidays or weekends.
3: Well, I they they don't do a lot of things. Uh, I mean, you could shop around for another bank, or make sure you don't do transactions. I mean, try fighting the bank. Good luck with that. No, I'm fighting a whole bunch of others. <laughs> yeah, <I'm- laughs> you're, uh, I, you're I in a fighting mood, two or three Helen. On
8: my plate. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I just found that that was very irritating to pay for a service that uh, doesn't serve you.
3: Well, yeah. Um, You're lucky uh, that they're not making massive mistakes, because that happens too.
8: Yeah. Well, you've got to watch everybody nowadays. Yep. Uh, Anyways, uh, your show's terrific. It allows people to bring up those things that are irritating that nobody else really cares about and then you hear that others have the same experience
3: well exactly so thanks very much and enjoy your weekend okay thank you helen bye 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 yeah can't fight city hall can't find the bank let me give the numbers out again and again my apologies to jody i think was the person that i dropped in error uh, that's 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 and let's go to Clay in Ajax. Hi, Clay. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you?
9: I'm doing good. I would uh, like to say that people 65 should get the same amount of money as us people that are 75 and over. I mm-hmm. don't see any reason why they should discriminate against them. And the other thing, can I just bring up briefly, is that severe storm we had about what three and a half weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my my one of my daughter's neighbors' tree came down and crashed through the roof.
3: Oh like, no! Through
9: the roof. Oh no! And she, I, I don't want to say TD Insurance because I know you have one of the TD Insurance, one of the TD people out of the morning, but it was through TD Insurance. My daughter's talking to somebody in Alabama. Yep. The, the the tree, the limb actually went through the roof. They had to put a tarp to keep the water from coming in and still managed to come in, ruin the ceiling. And then yesterday, they finally had an adjuster come out. It's going to cost her $63,000 because the struts, the house is old and they have to make new struts for it. And then, but I mean, how long ago was a storm, Libby?
3: A three, you know what? Okay, this is, I am totally sympathetic. So there are, um, and, and insurance companies, you know, they do pretty well. Let's face it. There are, uh, some, and you shop around to get the best deal. And sometimes you shop around for the best deal because you don't think any of this stuff is ever going to happen to you. (laughs) Right. Uh, and so you get the insurance that perhaps is the best deal and, um, you maybe don't read all of the uh, incomprehensible fine print and then something happens and you kind of realize uh, maybe the coverage isn't so good. So I'll tell you personally, this happened a long time ago. Um, The diamond in my engagement ring fell out and I looked, I looked at the insurance policy and I was not covered for that. But I also looked enough to say, holy moly, I am not covered for a lot of things.
9: Yeah, you don't realize that, right?
3: And I switched. We switched. And we pay a ridiculous amount of money. It's probably um, just about the most expensive insurance. But a lot of people I know, when you have a claim, they do not argue with you. And they pay immediately. And oh, the yeah. situation your daughter's in, well, I, I'm very fortunate. I live in a neighborhood with a lot of trees. And one of my former neighbors had exactly that happen. A tree fell on the roof of their house, and they literally, they had to move out.
9: Yeah, well, that's and, basically, basically that's what they're saying. When they start the work on the repairs, she's going to have to find some place to go. Right. I mean, they finally, they, they finally came and cut the tree down on this past Friday. Yeah,
3: well, and I mean, and to be fair, when there's a big storm like that, and a lot of people are affected, it might take a bit of time. But the bottom line is, these neighbors of mine, um, you know, it was an expensive insurance company, but it was all done, no hassles, because the last thing that you want to be dealing with when something really bad like that happens to you is is to have to argue.
9: Yep, you're right.
3: But I'm. my heart goes out to your daughter. It's it's a very difficult situation. And what did she do for three weeks?
9: Well, she's been living there, and she can't stay in that bedroom, obviously. But uh, anyway, I, I, I live next door to Town Hall in Ajax, Libby, and darn it all, the power flickered, and I had to go around and reset all my clocks.
3: <laughs> okay. I
9: was so lucky. Everybody around me was out for seven days. <laughs> anyway.
3: Anyway, thanks, Clay, for your call. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay. I think that the woman that I uh, hung up on by mistake is back, Jody in Toronto. Hi, Jody. Hi, Libby. Yes, I'm that woman. Okay,
1: (laughs) sorry. No, no problem. Libby, I'm calling about the police report on uh, the racism in the uh, police departments and so on. I was really concerned about uh, the way it was handled. Firstly, let me say I think racism is the worst cancer that we have in the world. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And we need to do everything we possibly can to get stamp it out. Sadly, like cancer, it probably won't all go away, but we have to keep trying all the time just to get rid of it. The report that the chief gave, uh, I, first of all, I don't think he did a very good job at what he was doing. Um, he reported on the report, but there was nothing to say, okay, we have these problems, there are things that we can improve but he didn't say what he was going to suggest that we do. And I think that resulted in that terrible reaction from the black community. They were looking for something more. My concern with this whole thing now is, you know, uh, people are now talking about defunding the police, doing this, doing that. And I look towards the states to see what happened there when they started that type of talk. They demoralized their police force uh, Policemen are leaving. Nobody's coming to replace them, and you know the crime is just out of hand in the states. And I worry that something like that might happen here if we don't get a hold of this thing.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Jody. Thank you very much for that. Oh. Okay. We have to take another break. Uh, we'll be right back on the other side of it. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740 740 And we'll be right back with more of your calls on the other side of the break.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
3: Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me!
0: Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Nimer. Welcome back to this
3: free-for-all Friday. We've been talking about all kinds of things today, but uh, coming up, we have a a couple of calls about the suspension of driver's licenses, which is uh, something that the Star has started an investigation on because it sounds like sometimes those licenses are taken away for no good reason. Let us begin with Rob in Burlington. Hi, Rob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you?
10: doing good thank
3: you go ahead
10: okay uh approximately two and a half years ago i had a stroke Mm -hmm. and it affected partial vision and the doctors had advised me in the hospital that they had to notify the ministry and and they'll suspend the license well three months later i received the suspension and i followed it and then I, I felt I could drive, and I questioned. And then they advised about six months later that I was a candidate for this Drive Again program.
6: Mm-hmm.
10: So I did that. It was a one-day, I guess, a field test. You had uh, you had to go down to the, their office, and you drove around the city, and they had two people assess your driving. And then they would recommend to reinstate your license. And that happened. So I've been driving for 10 months with a legal license. Now that the year is pretty well passed, I've had to go back to the hospital and the ophthalmologist and do these field of view tests. Mm-hmm. So now I'm under the review. I've sent in the reports, and I'm waiting, hopefully in the next month or two, whether they will reinstate my license for another year or it will be suspended.
3: Wow, that's a, that's a lot of back and forth, but what really struck me in what you said, are you saying that it took three months after your stroke before they, they sent you a suspension?
10: Yeah well that's the, yeah, the doctor advised me of it, and then they fill out his paperwork and they send it in.
3: Right, but does that mean you had a valid license for three months afterwards?
10: I would say yes, but common sense told me not to get behind the wheel
3: okay yeah but but that's because uh that's you, but not everybody else would do that
10: <laughs> yeah, I understand that well, I had heart surgery seventeen years ago, and they never suspended it, and they should have notified that I'm not ready to drive with open heart surgery when you get discharged a week later. oh
3: well, yeah, but that's that is common sense that that uh yeah,
10: and I never received a suspension on that one well I don't I, never re- Supported.
3: Yeah, I, d- I don't think people need to get a suspension if they have surgery because usually, uh, you not you're not even taking a walk for a while.
10: <laughs> no, exactly.
3: Okay, exactly. well, uh, that sort of clarifies it. And yeah, the bottom line is that, uh, you know, if your license gets suspended for medical reasons, there's a big process to go through to get it back.
10: Yeah, but this Drive again Gain program... Uh I was told this wasn't around 10 years ago, and if it wasn't for the drive again, I would never be driving again.
3: Okay, well, um, thanks for letting us know about all of this.
10: Yes, thank you. Okay. Great listening to your show.
3: Thank you very much. Okay, people. Uh, I'd like to hear from you, whether it is about this particular topic or another one. Uh, What do you think about this old age security increase that uh, the Trudeau government is trying to package as a brand new innovation in helping older people fight inflation? It was announced over a year ago. Do they think people in that age group are all forgetful? uh but i guess that is what governments do they announce something and then they reannounce it and then sometimes they reannounce it a third time we've also been talking about uh well as you know we're still on the topic of these driver's license suspensions and wait times what about the wait times i'm i'm looking at some of these wait times and actually there the, there's a doctor who said hey you know Some of these are misleading the averages, the average of two hours, because that includes times that are a lot longer or a lot shorter. And when I looked at these times, well, you know what? Um, My experiences are times that are a lot longer. Let's go to Dan in Brampton. Hi, Dan. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? good uh, i guess i want to talk about suspending
2: seniors licenses go ahead uh it happened to my dad last year uh i guess last september he had a tiny little fall in the basement he pushed his panic alert ambulance you know fire truck ambulance came and get him and says oh my goodness it's a 98 year old was all by himself etc cetera, etc cetera. he's 98 year old but he. Was you'd swear he was uh, seventy five years old. He was all there. He still drove. He drove every single day, <laughs> and he was ex- If if you want to see if you want to see somebody at ninety seven who was spectacular, Google Bob Middleton and put RCAF, and there's about four hours of video of him mm-hmm. all talking about his uh, service in World War Two.
3: I, I'm and, and, even wondering. I I may have interviewed him at some point, but anyway, yeah.
2: I, I don't know. There, we we actually we wrote a book together called Luck Is Thirty Three Eggs. Okay. Which which has sold about six hundred copies now, so we did pretty good. <laughs> so anyway, the they he went to the hospital. They and Scarborough General bungled his medication. They took away his water pill, gave him salt. And I guess after he'd been in the hospital five days, he was getting a little bit delirious because you're 98 years old sitting in a hospital bed. Mm -hmm. And they gave him a cognitive test while he was sitting in the bed or lying in the bed and did not inform me or have me present. And the day I picked him up, they called and says, oh, we've pulled your dad's license. And that devastated him. That just demoralized him. Just incredible. You could see it in his face. That he mm. couldn't drive anymore. He yep, incredible, incredible. And uh, because they bungled his medicine, they took he they, he filled up with water. We took him to Sunnybrook, and he was gone four days later.
3: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And you know,
2: the, telling him they took taken away his license. You know, they say that that will demoralize you.
3: Well, he, yeah, Yep. And
2: but... oh, and and the and the crazy thing is, after he had been home four days. Veterans Affairs came in to give him a cognitive test to see what he was eligible for. And sitting in his chair at home, he absolutely aced the test. Aced. They asked him the memory questions about the color of flowers and this and that. He remembered what I can remember. I was listening and he remembered everything. He got all the questions. He knew everything. But they gave him a cognitive test in very horrible conditions. And, you know, not fair.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very tough thing to go through, whether it's warranted or not. And it's, it's too bad if it's not warranted. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the fact had- that, that he was 98 uh, played into it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, well, that's what the doctor said. I said, well, hey, why? And she says, well, he's 98. That was the reason. It wasn't because. Oh, they actually said if he was seventy years old, he got uh, he, he got twenty five out of thirty on his test. She says if he was sixty five or seventy, he would have passed. But because he was ninety eight, he doesn't pass. So they graded him harsher because he was older. Okay. But if he was seventy, he would have passed.
3: I'm I'm sorry to hear this story. Obviously, you're still upset when you think about it.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But it sounds like your dad had a great life.
2: He really did, really did. And you can and if you go to that you, you search that on Google, there's you can you can tell that nine he he recorded it at ninety seven and everything was there. Okay. And that's how he went out, all being all of being there.
3: Well that's 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 good too, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Thank you for that, Dan. Okay, sure. Bye okay. bye. Okay, let's go to Joy in Markham. Hi, Joy.
11: Hi, Libby. Happy Friday. Thank you. Yes, um, I would like to share an experience I had um, with this police officer. Mm -hmm. Um, It happened approximately four years ago. I was 75 years old, driving home from work, Mm -hmm. taking care of the elderly Mm -hmm. in um, a long-term care or retirement home. Um, so, on the way home um I realized I was being followed, and I checked my rearview mirror, and of course, it was a police cruiser behind me, and it he traveled for well for about a good two miles he uh followed me finally, I turned on the street, and he also turned. And uh, finally, he gave me the bright light and I pulled over and he walked up to my um, uh, driver's side. And my question to him was, officer, is something wrong? And he said, well, you look suspicious. And I was really, um, you know, uh, not really put off, but I was a little bit insulted. Suspicious of what? What? Uh, that's, that's the question. I don't, he said I looked suspicious. And I, I said, wow, well, is it the color of my skin? Or maybe I look like 40 or 50 years old because I do could pass for that age group, uh, Libby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working at age 79. And I'm proud of that. If you're 79 and and you look 40, you're looking pretty good there. I tell you, Libby, I I get all the compliments. (laughs) And, you know, with that, I still love men in uniform. Mm. I love my police officer. I love any guys who is wearing a uniform because it means something. So how did that uh, interaction end? Well, um, he took my driver's license. I, I'm sure he saw the age, you know, thing. And he backed off a little bit and he said, okay, have a good night, uh, drive home safely, blah, blah, blah. I said, thank you. And so, you know, are you, you have a good night as well. And I, I thought that was so inconsiderate, you know, and I still feel that little bit of twinge of, 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 Insult, you know that um, you know I, I was stopped for nothing. Is it because of the color of my skin? Or,
3: yeah, I mean because you know, you're a woman
11: of color. Yeah. Yes. So you know I, I I'm proud of myself, Libby. At, even at the age that I am still moving and grooving or whatever you want to call it, I you know decide not to retire because I'm scared of. The old rocking chair is going to get me. Yep. So, you know, that's why I, I remain um, uh, active, and I would advise, you know, even the young people to to remain active. You know. So, anyways, that's my story. I just wanted to share that uh, police encounter.
3: Well, I want to ask you something on that. What did you think of the chief's apology yesterday?
11: It or, could have been more uh, in depth. I thought that, um, you know, he just, it wasn't, um, the word I'm looking for was real. Um, you I didn't think, think or you did think it, it was being real? Swept under the, the, the carpet. And, um, well, of course, people are going to get upset because he didn't come outright. Um he could have done a better job
3: okay bottom line uh so uh he could have done a better job, but it, was it okay or a good start or any anything positive about it um
11: yes, of course it's a start it's a start, and it it you know it opened i'd say it opened the doors for other chiefs in the past to also come forward and um you know make peace with the community. And, um, everybody wants to be respected. Um, you know, and, uh, a lot of these people, they feel let down and disrespected. So, you know, um, it is what it is, but it, I hope, Libby, that things will change and people can move on and feel that they're worthy. So. Anyway, that's a good thought. Yeah. Joy, thanks very much for that and
3: have yourself a great weekend. You too, Libby. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. And that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. We'll talk again on Monday.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.